0: Welcome to Next Level Home Experts with Boss Services. This is the show that helps you take your home to the next level. Your complete source for all your home questions, featuring in-depth interviews with the best home services experts in the industry. And now here's your hosts, Boss Services owners and authors, Jeff and Jerry Street. Welcome to the best podcast in the world, not to oversell it. um, But we are talking with Mr. Gary Zimmerman today, he is our HVAC field service manager here at Boss, and he is—I mean, I don't know—I don't think I've ever met anybody in my lifetime more knowledgeable in the HVAC world mm-hmm. than Gary. So I don't know if we can live up to all
1: this—the greatest podcast and the most knowledgeable. Yeah, that's asking. Yeah, a yeah this is. Uh, <laughs> <asking>. <laughs> yeah,
0: no pressure, guys. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna jump into it. So Gary, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So uh, I guess let's uh. How did you get into HVAC and how long you've been doing it and all that good stuff? Like, what, what makes it interesting?
2: Well, what got me into it was, uh, I don't know, about 20 years or so ago, I was standing knee-deep in mud holding a 26-foot 6x6, six six and <laughs> I said, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this when I'm 40 years old. And yeah. uh, that night I went home and I went and applied for an HVAC uh, position uh, at, a, at another company. Got the, ultimately got that job, and I haven't uh, left the trade since. Yeah. And it's been 21 years.
1: Well, yeah, so tell us a little bit about your background of those 21 years. What have you done? What's your, what's your experience? Well, um,
2: it's been kind of a multitude of different things, uh, trying to find my way in the, tr- in the trade, trying to find where my niche was at. I started out as an install helper, I always joke and say I didn't. I didn't really know the difference between a filter and a football, because I didn't know anything. I knew how to use a screwdriver and a, uh, a drill, and that was about the extent of yeah. it. And uh, they, I learned everything that I could. I dove right into every class they offered. I got my my Nate certification and my Universal EPA certification within about the first six months of being in the trade, and uh, then. I went from, I I got to the point where install kind of wasn't, wasn't enough. I wanted to learn more Mm -hmm. and the more that I learned, the more I wanted to do. And so I went into service and eventually I got an opportunity to do industrial and commercial, did some industrial and commercial service, Uh, worked for a a big corporate entity in that and uh, ultimately decided to come back to the residential side because I just really enjoy working with the customers and working with uh, individual families.
1: Yeah, but a lot of experience to be gained on all of those. Yeah. You know, it makes you more well-rounded, I imagine.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the difference between working on somebody's two-ton air conditioner and working on a (laughs) 200-ton centrifugal chiller at a hospital or Mm – Uh, working in a, um, I once worked in a walk-in cooler that was minus 40 degrees. Mm. And, you know, it's a big difference, you know. (laughs) Yeah. That was an interesting day. You come from a 95-degree roof, you walk into a minus (laughs) 45-degree freezer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Put your jacket on, you're going to get a cold. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's uh, a lot of experience. Um, Again, I'll throw out this disclaimer. I don't have an HVAC background, so. I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to HVAC, so I'm gonna ask a lot of questions. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so you run our HVAC service department here. Um, you've got some you've got a bunch of little guys out there and uh, so <laughs> <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna love that description. <laughs> yeah. Hey little fellas. Hey little guy. <laughs> hey little fellas. How are you doing today, big guy? Little,
1: so <laughs> little fellers in the vans.
0: Uh, so you got yeah, you got a lot of vans on the road and they're out there just fixing stuff and, and doing maintenance and all that good stuff. So what is, uh, I guess, what's the full scope of uh, HVAC services that we do here?
2: Well, it's um it's pretty broad, really. We we do everything from uh, just air conditioning, uh, working on gas furnaces, working on geothermals, uh, boilers, all different efficiency levels, and all over southwest Michigan.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. If it's uh, if it heats or cools, then we're probably the guys to call for that. You break it, Gary will fix it. That's right. <laughs> so, so you, you're in the home. You got guys in the home. What uh, you're you're the homeowner. You're calling somebody because you don't know uh, you don't know how to fix it. So you're calling somebody to come fix it. So how do you know that somebody did a good job? Like what's the what's what should you be looking for to know that? the HVAC professional that just came into your home to fix your system did a good job other than like, obviously, Hey, it wasn't cooling when you walked in <laughs> now it is, or, you know, whatever, you know, heat's coming out now. Mm-hmm. So it works like what's uh what's, what other things should they be looking for?
2: Well, I think it's important uh, to look at more than just one single symptom. A lot of times uh, you can call and you can say, Hey, I don't have heat. Well, that's a pretty broad term, right? You know, you call, I don't have air conditioning. That's a broad term. And so the professional that's coming into your home, if they really care about getting to the bottom of the problem, they need to understand what your lifestyle is like. How long has this been going on? um, Gather some details. You know, when was the last time you had your maintenance done? Uh, More importantly, when was the last time boss did your maintenance? Because we do things differently when we do a um, fall inspection or a spring inspection. You want to make sure that they're being thorough, that, they're asking the right questions and that they're paying attention to the information that you're giving them because the information can be crucial in actually diagnosing the problem and trying to prevent it from happening in the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can come in and fix the problem and leave, but, it could just happen again if you don't investigate and, and really dig into the why behind it. Cause like things break out because break because they're worn out. But I mean, sometimes there's a reason why they break in newer. Equipment.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of exactly. times I, I try to make sure that the, our technicians realize that there are other things that come together, that it's a chain yeah. reaction. A lot of times, if one thing fails, you need to know the damage that can be incurred by another part of the equipment
0: yeah yeah that makes sense one thing breaks and then it breaks something else or or wears something else down and yeah
1: so if I'm hearing you right you want you want a service tech in your home that's asking good questions that's getting you engaged right so Jeff asked how do you know if they're doing a good job I guess you want to make sure they're not hiding from you right
2: yeah absolutely they should be willing to let you stand right there behind them yeah. You know, my guys are not afraid to have somebody stand beside them, behind them. We don't feel like you're hovering over us. You feel we feel like you're engaged you're engaged yeah. in the call. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and as a homeowner, be curious. Be curious why your system is broken. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: you should be 100% confident that the decision that you're making today to fix your equipment is the correct decision for you and for your family, whatever that looks like. Sometimes it's just doing the Band-Aid repair, the bare minimum, and other times it's going to complete and replacing the entire piece of equipment. But that's not our decision to make. It's just our job to give you the information you need to make the right decision for you and your family.
0: Right, Yep. 100%. Love it. So we're going into we're going into winter here. What uh, what should we be doing as homeowners to get ready for the winter from the HVAC side of it?
2: Well, uh, one thing is uh, checking your air filters. That's a that's a number one. It's something that's super simple for the average um, homeowner to do, uh, but we really underestimate the value of keeping your equipment clean because so many other things are begin to fail, snowball, things that go wrong simply because of lack of cleaning, lack of maintenance, and more importantly, preventative things like, for instance, changing that filter.
0: Yeah. So, well, yeah, and I guess that leads into what, you know, what should, what, sorry, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say here. What (laughs) is the, uh, what's the importance of a checkup? I mean, so you talk about uh, cleaning and maintenance and everything, and, and so what really does that boil down to? Why should, I'd be getting my furnace checked out before the winter every year.
2: Well, safety, obviously, that's the number one thing because there's so many things that can go wrong. Going back to that uh, plugged filter, if you've had the same filter in there for the last three years, which we come across frequently, um, just out of sight, out of mind, as things down there humming along in your basement. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Well, the problem with that is um, airflow causes or lack of airflow causes your furnace to work a lot harder than it should and um that can create a lot of a lot of different problems your blower motor fails sooner your heat exchanger fails which there's a risk of carbon monoxide if that were to happen um and it takes away from the efficiency so you're spending all that money to burn natural gas or to burn electric uh to create yeah. this heat and uh you are not getting the heat out of it that you should,
0: right? So it's working harder and costing you more money, and costing you, in ultimately shortening your equipment life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, who'd have thought changing a filter? <laughs> <laughs> it's the beginning. It's the first domino. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, what's uh, what is a furnace lifespan on it? Like, when, how long does it last, and when should somebody start thinking about replacement? Because like we get a lot of you know, well, we get a lot of the of ranges from five years up to, you know, I I talked to a guy just a couple weeks ago that said he's had his furnace for 25 years. I mean, so what's uh, what's the lifespan on a furnace?
2: You know, it depends. But on average, if you've, you're you living in your home full-time, it's not a part-time home. Um, in Michigan, they work um, pretty hard. Some winters harder than others. And so on average, so a furnace will last 15 to 20 years if it's a good name brand there's there's some that are kind of like we say a builder's grade and those you're only going to get 10 or 15 years out of it if you're lucky yeah. and that's with a proper maintenance every year
0: yeah not everything's created equal
1: well and i think a lot goes into the install right um you can put a perfectly good furs- furnace into a bad situation and that's part of the yeah. discovery that we yeah. talk about right like You want to, again, you want a tech that's looking at all of the angles, and you can't rule out that the person there before you just didn't put the right thing in.
2: Yeah, 100%. You know, a lot of times when houses are built, uh, they're just built with getting air from point A to point B. They're not really considering uh, things that we look at, like static pressure, which uh, dictates how much airflow you're actually getting into the space and making sure that it's adequately sized so you get the velocity that you need in order for the airflow to um, project throughout the envelope, otherwise the home, the way that you would, that you need it to. So it gives you a desirable outcome.
1: Yeah. And I think you touched on something important there. We're talking about reliability. We're talking about, um, you know, when you should replace a furnace and all of that, but there's another side to this. It's the comfort of your home, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not all about just the reliability. It's about everything working together
2: yeah, you know, that's uh, one thing with uh, new advantage, a- advancements in equipment. We've got the variable speed furnaces that uh, use a, a highly um, well, variable blower motor. Yeah, You know, it, it varies from 15% of the capacity to 100% of the capacity. And it makes a big difference in the comfort level. It doesn't dehumidify the house as bad. So you don't have to try to add that humidity back to the home. When you've got a single stage old furnace that it's got inadequate ductwork, mm-hmm. undersized filters, things of that nature, it comes on. Thing makes a loud noise. It blows the curtains off the wall, and um, it's yeah. super hot, like a blast furnace, for about five minutes. And you pray to God it shuts off. <laughs> and it finally <laughs> shuts off. And then five yeah. minutes later, it's cold and it's coming back on it. again. Yeah. It's because of over you know, oversized. You equipment. just uh,
1: you just described uh, Thanksgiving for a lot of families. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Why is it so hot in here? Yeah. Let me check this thermostat. Oh, it's set to 84.
0: (laughs) Just open the doors.
1: It's okay. (laughs) Crack a (laughs) window or two. (laughs) Uh, Well, that leads into over your career. um, Tell us, I know you can't tell us about all of them, but tell us about some of the key advancements in technology. What have you seen over the years?
2: Well, you know, we've gone from what we referred to as natural draft uh, furnaces that they really, all they had was a pilot burner, some main burners, and uh, some of them didn't even have blower motors. You know, we had the old gravity, gravity. furnaces. Yeah. Man, yeah. I remember taking some of those monsters out when I first started, you know, they were as big as a room and it would take you all day to get it disconnected and get everything tore apart. You'd literally have to tear it in a hundred pieces. It seemed like to get it out of the home and with the new equipment, it's much smaller. It's much more efficient. You can go as far as you want when today's day and age. We've got heat pumps out there that will heat your home down to minus 35 degrees. You know, we've got um, gas furnaces that will will use as little as 15% of their maximum capacity. And so you can save a lot of energy and, um, you know, cut cut your heating bills by quite a lot, depending on what you're willing to spend up
1: front. Yeah. Yeah. And the new thing electrification that's what everybody's hearing now right yeah that's the new thing right heat pumps are in gas is out um we'll see we'll see where the future <laughs> we'll goes see. right yeah you know the yeah. beauty of
2: that is um with some of uh, you know we we do a lot of mitsubishi and that's because the they're the high-end guy they they're the best um mini split system out there and the beauty of it is you can set a different temperature in every room in your house you know, with, with forced air systems, you're only allowed to shut off so many registers. If you close more than 10% of your registers, you're really um, taken away from the efficiency of the equipment. But when you've got a mini split system, you've literally got a separate, almost like a furnace in every single room. And so you can set those temperatures without affecting the efficiency. And, and in many ways, it improves efficiency
1: Rather than yeah, you're not efficiency. not heating spaces that you're not using. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. When
0: yeah, in my house, I've got Mitsubishi system is my my only heat and cooling source in my home, and I mean, I, I equate that to going into your home and flipping the light switch on, and every light in your house comes on. You know, it's, yeah. it's on or off. There's no in between, and that's that's kind of the the old system. And you know, with the Mitsubishi's, yeah, you can set it for every different temperatures in every room, turn them off, and and I love it, and it does like it. The middle of winter, I don't know how. I've watched the Mitsubishi video probably four times that explains how a heat how their heat pumps work. Yeah, good, um, l- good
1: luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: still don't understand it, so I will say that there's a little magic gremlin that lives inside of that heat pump outside, and somehow he is producing heat yeah, he is. when it's negative de- temperatures outside. Yeah. So, like, good for him. He's doing it, and I'm staying warm because of it. Good for but, him. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's magic to me. Uh, it, it kind of it, is, man. It, it, it does a
2: really <laughs> awesome job. Um, it's one of those things where it's so variable. It can yeah. uh, use as little or as much energy as it needs to in order to heat your home. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Heat pumps. Heat pumps are probably uh, the biggest change that I've seen over the years. Yeah.
2: And um, also, I, I really love the new well connects that we've been offering because yeah. they give uh, your average homeowner the ability to introduce geothermal heating and cooling into their home without the big upfront expense of a standard geothermal system. Yep. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, they can do 80% of your cooling yeah. and 100% of your heating. And uh, they just are the opposite way the around opposite way. Yep. 100% of your yep. cooling, 80% of your Nailed heating. Nailed it. First, <laughs> first try.
1: <laughs>
2: but, um, yeah. They're, they're, yeah.
1: And you know what? Um, made in Michigan.
2: Yeah. That's, I love that. Yeah. We get really good support because of it.
1: Yep.
0: Great, great product. Um, so what uh yeah, we talked about a lot. Oh yeah, what, we did. yeah, what's uh so one of the things that we we talked about a little bit and we never really get into is efficiency. So we talk about furnaces and they're you know eighty percent, ninety percent, whatever. What's what is the efficiency? Like what's that all about?
2: Well basically, um In layman's terms, it's for every hundred dollars. If you look at it this way, every hundred dollars that you're spending uh, in gas or in electricity to create heat, how much heat are you actually getting out of that? So if you've got a ninety percent, you're getting ninety dollars worth of heat out of that hundred dollars. If you've got an eighty percent, you're getting eighty dollars worth of heat, and the other twenty dollars is just going out the window. You know, it's going out the chimney, um, in the exhaust. And uh, it's, a, it's a waste, you know, it's a waste of energy. Yeah. Um, not, not just um, on a gas furnace, it's not just the gas that you're wasting, it's also the electricity right. um, because typically they don't have the best blower motor in them either. When you look at a standard blower motor on an 80% furnace, on average they use about 8 to 10 amps of electricity any time they're running and blowing air throughout your home. On the other side, if you've got a variable speed, they're using about one amp. So that's a huge difference between the two of them, how much energy they're consuming.
0: Yeah. I've yeah, I've never heard it explained that way. I mean yeah, and, and it yeah, that makes complete sense to me. That's way easier to understand than the way I've been trying to figure it out. <laughs> Math. Yeah. Yeah, it's not my strong suit, guys. Come on. <laughs>
1: Well, um, I think we've kind of went through everything. Is there anything uh, you feel like we missed? Is there any other things you would add?
2: Um, I was just thinking about, um, when I was thinking about coming on here, I thought about um, five different tips that I could give people to um, help them get prepared for the fall. And we've talked about some of them. We talked about checking the air filters and uh, making sure that they're adequate. They're being changed every month. A lot of homes have one-inch air filters in them, and those are highly restrictive, especially when you start looking at the ones that claim they're good for 90 days and they're MERV 15 and all this. The higher that MERV rating, the more restrictive it is and the harder it is on your equipment. Yeah, it's going to catch more dirt, but it's also going to put a restriction on your equipment before the filter's dirty. Right. So with the fact that it's catching a lot more dirt, we need to be considerate in changing them. I r- highly recommend changing them every 30 days, even if the filter manufacturer says it's good for 90 days. Yeah. Uh, another thing is um, sealing up air leaks. Uh, you know, we can save a lot of money on in energy just by you know, taping off a plastic on your windows type thing, making sure you got good weather stripping on your doors and your windows. The, the more, the less heat you let out, the less heat you have to create. Yeah. Right. You know, um, the third thing would be, um, if you got a heat pump, clean it up, get the debris away from it because if it's covered in cottonwood from the summer, if it's covered in leaves from the fall, it's not going to perform as well. Um, Because those uh, heat pumps, they need to defrost. And they're not able to defrost if they can't get the air across them. And it can cause it to shorten the life cycle of the heat pump and not last as long. You you invest a lot of money into that equipment. It's important to take care of it. And if you don't have the ability, you're not 100% sure how to do that, it's important to call a company that can, a reputable company. I would say boss, but <laughs> yeah, but we're a little you know, biased. But we're on a little biased on <laughs> that.
0: So don't don't pressure wash that. No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't
2: recommend you could smash the fins and yeah. then you're in bed. And and a lot of too the the heat pumps and air conditioners today, as you know, a lot of them have casing around them. Yeah. and you can't properly clean them just by spraying the outside right. of that sheet metal. You've got to pull those sides off. you got to pull the top off. Mm-hmm. you got to clean it. Um, we usually A lot of times we'll use a chemical cleaner that's designed to uh, foam up and pull all of the interior dirt and, and debris to the surface so that you can rinse it off properly. And yeah. then also there's drains in the bottom of that uh, pan on the bottom mm-hmm. your – Heat pump. If those are full of leaves and all kinds of other garbage, it's not going to be able to drain, yeah. and then it's going to freeze up, and it's going to disfigure and do damage to your uh, heat pump. So, and a lot of times people just don't have the ability to get in there and get that stuff out, yeah. Yeah. and that's what a professional can do for you. They can get that stuff well, out. Well, it can
0: be
1: there. kind of scary to start taking that apart. Yeah, I would
0: not take mine apart.
2: No, yeah. you're asking for trouble. <laughs> There's electricity yeah. involved and moving yeah. parts and. Mm-hmm. Um, getting it put back together is a whole nother thing.
0: (laughs) You always come up with that one extra part. It's a screw go to. Nah, it's not important.
2: (laughs) You know, the fourth thing I was thinking about was, um, checking your alarms, your smoke alarms and your CO detectors. Um, and here at boss, we sell the, um, CO defender, And the reason we sell the Defenders, it's not a CO detector, it's a CO monitor. It monitors your home all the time. And if there's even the smallest amount of carbon monoxide, it's going to display it. And uh, any home that has small children or has the elderly or people with um, compromised immune systems, they really should have a low-concentration CO monitor such as a Defender in their home.
1: Yeah. And that's a really good point. And I'm glad you wrote that down because we're about to start sealing our houses up even more, turning those furnaces on for the first time. And that's when CO becomes the, the most uh, prevalent.
2: Yeah. We've been seeing it a lot lately. We've been seeing not, not so much the CO. We've been finding a lot of uh, failed heat exchangers yep. that people wouldn't know they were there if not for a professional coming in and inspecting it. With yeah.
1: A, so if you're not having them inspected, at least have that monitor. Yeah, Be safe.
2: 100%. Yeah. One or the other.
0: Yep. Or both. Or both. Or both, yeah. <laughs>
2: you know, and then the fifth thing would just schedule a maintenance checkup. Yeah. You know, the best way to prepare your system for the fall is to um, make sure that, the ma- that maintenance, it's been checked out. Somebody, a professional that knows furnaces that knows the dangers of them, can come in and can just verify, yes, this thing is working as efficiently as possible, as safely as possible, and they can offer you preventative measures to prevent a breakdown because ultimately it's going to break on Christmas at midnight (laughs) when you can't get any parts. So now's the time.
1: Well, they only break when you need them. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It's just like your car. It's just like (laughs) anything else. It's just like your tractor. Yeah.
0: I need my tractor. It's broken. (laughs) It only breaks when you need it. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. I'm going to go get Google certified on tractors real quick. (laughs) I'll have it fixed. (laughs) Yeah. Google's got the answers to (laughs) everything. Yeah, they do. Just not the
2: ability to uh, put it into practice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's right.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's it. Um, we thank Gary for taking the time out to, uh, educate us all. That was a pretty great conversation.
0: Yeah. Yep. Thank you for coming out. And, uh, if you need HFX uh, of X services, uh, boss is open 24 seven. So we will come out um, at two o'clock in the morning um, on Christmas. And hopefully it's a part that we have on our van and it's not a special order, <laughs> <Right>. so <laughs> we can fix it. So uh, 269-468-6682 24 hours a day. We will answer. Um, if you like the podcast, please like, and subscribe um, on your favorite podcast platform, wherever you're downloading this from. And uh, we will uh, chat next time. Thanks for listening to Next Level Home Experts with Boss Services. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned some useful home tips along the way. If you found this episode valuable, please do us a favor and share it with others. And of course, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, if you have a home topic you'd like us to explore, email us at info That's all for this episode. See you next time.